Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixty Cents Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with Jonathan here. Jonathan, we were almost not going to record tonight, but yeah, you, you and I had a call and we were planning that just go to Wednesday with not too much news, and then five minutes later, right? Bam. Big news. So, for those that haven't seen the news yet or haven't heard of it by the time you're listening to this podcast, the Sixers were able to steal on the free agent market Kelly Oubre Jr., who last season scored 20 points per game, yet was unsigned up until this point. So, Jonathan, let me ask you, what were your initial thoughts to Kelly Oubre signing a one-year minimum with the Sixers? All right. Well, honestly, my initial thought was good call on you. So I, I've been said, calling it for a while. <laughs> I think you said it on the last podcast, or maybe it was two ago. You were like, I, I've been honestly, what should... about this name? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been wanting it since like the initial wave of free agency got over. So I think it was a good call to get him. But I appreciate the the initial thought being me, of course. I appreciate that. Humble. Yeah, what did you I, think? Uh, look, I think it's a good steal, especially on a minimum contract. Surprised he didn't get more in the free agency. I, I honestly thought he was most likely going to go to Miami or maybe uh, L.A., but, you know, things weren't things worked out for the Sixers to sign the uh, I believe he's six foot seven forward. So that being said, what do you think he brings to Philly? I mean, he's a walking bucket like. I always used to talk about Shane being or Shake being a bucket, like off the bench, being a guy who can just mm-hmm. get to the basket and score. Ubre's got that ability; he can knock down shots, stretch the floor, and he can also make his own shot, which is an extremely valuable skill in this league. Like to have a player that can do that and draw some attention again off of Joel Embiid. So I think he's gonna. I think like you and I discussed. I don't know why he signed such a like a minimum deal, one year deal. We haven't heard of any like. Off the court issues, um, we noticed that there's obviously an effort issue sometimes, but like all in all, I think the positive outweighs the negative. It's just kind of interesting. Um, I think he's going to be like a quality solid six man, but I know you think differently. So what are you thinking? Well, I think he brings offense to this team, especially, you know, attacking the rim and creating his own shot. I am a little bit worried about you know efficiency. Last year, he he did not shoot well from the three point line, and so you know obviously shot selection has to be better. But a guy like Nick Nurse can figure out how they use him correctly. I'm not I'm not too concerned, but there is a level of concern there. Uh, if engaged, and we talked about you talk, said effort, he can be a very solid defender. And I think, you know, with a head coach like Nick Nurse, I think that's that's more than likely, because if he's not, then he's not going to play. I don't think Nick Nurse would play a guy just especially because he's on a minimum deal. So you don't have a lot of financial obligation to play a guy if he's not working hard. So with that in mind, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you my thoughts here. And this kind of leads to our next question. I'd be tempted to start him. What about you? What are you what do you think? Do you think he should start in Philly or come off the bench? So right when I was thinking about it, I was like, all right, quality six, man. I think that's where he should start the season and at least like see how he fits into his role. I could see him being a starter. And I know that was like the first thing you had mentioned um, Mm -hmm. when you and I found out that he signed that he could and and you'd like to see him make him make his way into that starting lineup. Honestly, like with the length, if he can pick it up on defense from by and Nick Nurse helps him with that. I think he should be a starter come playoff time in terms of just like talent. Uh, it depends on what other moves might happen throughout the year, but I do think it's a good pickup. Um, and I, I'm thinking I'll start the season on the bench. 
I, I think more than likely, yeah, he'll start the season off the on the bench. But if, say, P.J. struggles more than he did last year, yeah, you have him available as long as he tries defensively. I don't think I don't see why you don't go to him over PJ because PJ's what he's going to be thirty eight this year. Come yeah, and now. and his I'm expecting his like contribution to probably like decrease a little. And if you start to see that, then this is a perfect option to have that ability to swap in a starter. Yeah, then you can go small ball with PJ if you want to. And Ubre's, uh, he can play three or four, so you can have him at the three and then Tobias be at his more natural position at the four, which I, I like. The, the the biggest thing with having him in the starting five is can he hit his three-point shot consistently? We'll have to wait and see. It's been up and down throughout his career. But, you know, I, I was – talking to some Sixers friends of mine and um, some fans that are friends. And, uh, you know, they were like, well, he could be a good backup in case we trade Tobias. Good, uh, you know, option B as the fifth starter if Tobias gets traded, which is honestly, besides, you know, Tobias is a better three-point shooter and probably overall defender, but the drop-off there isn't, wouldn't be considered significant in my mind. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you either, and and who knows about Harden, right? I mean, yeah. that kind of leads us into our next point perfectly. So you showed me this video. I, I hadn't caught it um, over the weekend about uh, Johnny Airport interviewing Kevin Hart, and he asked him a question about James Harden, kind of implying, like, do you know anything, insider information? He said nothing that he really wanted to say on camera, but he was implying that, like, or he said straight out that Harden's a professional, and if like push comes to shove, it sounds like when the season comes around, he thought he'd be out there. So do you think he that Kevin Hart might know something that we don't? I, I think he does. I mean, celebrities talk and, and Kevin Hart definitely has an inside track on Philly sports. We know he's a local guy and he's a big fan. I wouldn't be surprised if he had some conversations with either James Harden or people close with James Harden. And in, in that interview, he said that he, he loves the city. He loves his teammates. You know, it just there's a few roadblocks in the way, which I think we that that's it's clearly that's Daryl Morey. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I I think Kevin Hart does know something, though, clearly. Yeah, I mean, he might. I'm sure they're uh, they have some conversations, but I also think, like you said, it has been clear all along. This isn't between Harden and the, the teammates. He seems to have a good relationship with those. It so. might not even between him and the city or him and the in the and the team is just him and Maury at this point. Yeah, it, it totally could be. So do you think that Harden, Harden could come back and play at this point? I I honestly think, uh, it, you know, who knows, to be honest. Like, as much as I want to say, yeah, I think he'll come back because I think that would be the smart move. We know that Harden's going to do what Harden wants to do, and I, it's hard to say at this point what Harden's going to do. I, I would like to think that he'll come back and play, but I don't know for certain. What do you think? I mean, I hope uh, so. I like, I don't know that he can. I, I kind of hope that he moves on just because there's been so much drama. It's not that he's, I, I have said before that I, I don't think there's necessarily a better point guard option out there. I mean, obviously, having Maxi can run point, but it probably would be in the team's best interest to have him back. I just kind of hope they move on before, uh, before training camp, just so there's like a clean slate, no locker room issues, even though he doesn't have issues with the team, just like having that, like, disdain towards the team i kind of hope he moves on but i did i do agree with kevin hart that he's a professional and i think he would come back to play um if he's still on the team i mean look i 
it's hard to say because you know now you're starting to hear things about Damian Lillard, the trade traction starting to move on him, and if Dame gets traded, then I think the market will get a little bit hotter for James. Yep. So I I think we gotta wait on Dame stuff. But that being said, we do have one more topic here. That's gonna be Paul Reed. In a report uh, by Noah Levick, um, Paul Reed has stated that he's been working on his jump shot all offseason with Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is known as a shot doctor, which I find hilarious. <laughs> and uh, look, with with Paul Reed, if he he's he shot over 40% in the G League when he played in there. The, the, he, yeah. he has the ability to shoot threes, at least you know on some level. We don't know if it's on the NBA level. But in the from what I read, essentially, you know, he's working on his fluidity. So if he can become more fluid, then look, I, I think the the sky's the limit on how well he could do. I, I but I yeah, he's been working with it. So let me ask, you know, I ask you this: Can Reed become a reliable three point shooter this season? I mean, I think he can. I think he's shown so much improvement since he started with the G League to like where he is now. He's putting in the dedication he got. A contract like not enormous but for him enormous and i think he's motivated by that and he knows that this team chose to like risk on him with the possibility of having that like the uh additional salary guaranteed so i think that he can put in the work and he has shown that he will so i'd like to believe that he can be a knockdown three-point shooter and and give the team that kind of like skill set um what do you think I think I look. Do I expect him to shoot forty percent this season? No, but if he shoots around maybe thirty three, thirty five percent, I don't think that's unreasonable to ask for a guy that's not really taking that many NBA three pointers. Uh, look, I think it's possible. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd probably put it around sixty percent, which I know doesn't sound that high, but. Considering that he wasn't really much of a three, he only the only three he made was at the end of the season last year. You know, I don't think that's uh, you know unfair to say. No, uh, I, I don't think it is, and I don't think he's going to be like a three point. I, I know he's knocked down. I, that wasn't the right word. I don't think he's going to be like a like a consistent. That's where he's going to be playing. But I think adding that mm-hmm. to your arsenal is something that's important, especially if you want to play alongside Embiid. Uh, absolutely. Now. If he does add that three-point shot, what type of role will he have with the Sixers? Especially well, now with the Kelly Oubre signing. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what it is. If he develops that three-point shooter, then he can play the point uh, power forward alongside Embiid. And I think that's what his end goal is, is to try and get into a starting lineup. And if he, like, that's his quickest ticket there. Like, that's what you can do. Then you're not only a center. Then you're not only backing up Embiid um, or playing in games when he's out. So I think that's the role that, he's looking to get and i think this is how he gets there what about you well i think if his end goal is to be a starter next to joel not only can he does he have to be able to hit the occasional three-pointer he's gonna have to be a high volume one just like uh you know george's niang last season i think if he can you know if he can shoot around six seven threes a game and shoot it at about 38 percent, then maybe he can have a shot of about starting but the thing is is I don't expect him to make that leap this season. I, I think that's unrealistic. I think, you know, depending on if he can have a reliable three-point shot that he can make two, you know, shoot about two or three of them a game, then may, maybe he'll get, you know, solid minutes. But now with Kelly Oubre, that kind of changes things a lot because, you know, Oubre can play the four. 
and he with Ubre, you play a lot faster. So the the real thing is here is I think that more than likely, unless he can show that he can hit a high volume of three point shooter, I I think Ubre takes minutes away from Paul, Paul Reed to be honest. I mean, he could. Yeah, I mean, similar, somewhat similar build, and and yeah, he kind of has that experience. So it will be interesting to see. Um, and and switching off Reed, just touching on Embiid a bit. There was an article that came out, I think, today on our site. Um, asking about Embiid's chances to run it back for MVP. So I just wanted to ask you that before we closed out. What do you think like his odds are to get a second MVP? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't think it's happening this year. Yeah. You, I don't. I don't. Go with? Uh, if I had to guess anybody, I feel like they're going to give uh, Jokic his third one. Okay. I I feel like that's coming. You know, they didn't vote him in last year because, you know, you can't give a non-NBA champion three MVPs, you know, in a row. I I get that. I think as long as the Nuggets come out and dominate, he puts up similar numbers, he's going to get MVP. Because I I think the other thing that you have to remember here is that the sick, I don't think Joel's going to produce the same for two reasons. One, he's not going to have James Harden. You know, I don't, we don't know if he's going to have James Harden feeding him the ball and then as much as he did last year. And then on top of that, I think Nick Nurse is going to use him more as a defensive anchor, which if that's the, and I honestly think that's a great idea, you know, lessen his offensive burden, give him, get him more involved defensively. I think. Joel should not be focused on getting another MVP, but getting defensive player of the year. Because if he can do that, I think the Sixers have a much better chance in the playoffs. Do you th- are you concerned that like he might be demotivated if, if we kind of start out slow or if Harden isn't Ooh. on the team? Ooh, that is I, I don't think Joel has ever cheated the game. So I don't think he's no. gonna, I don't think he's going to come out here and, you know, only give partial effort here. I think he's going to give out full effort. Now, how happy he will be, that is that is a completely different question. And I don't think he would be thrilled. I just think like he and I mean, like I as a Sixers fan, I'm starting to feel the pressure. I think this is the year. Like, I mean, yeah, I think an NBA, I think a conference finals, which we haven't been to in forever, keeps him here. But I think anything short of that, like failing to get past the conference semis for the sixth out of seven years, I think that or below. And I, and I truly think he asks out. So I think this is make or break. And, and we got to make sure that we do right by him so that he does right by us. I well, I mean, I don't know if it's a make or break, but I mean, because it, it sounds like he's bought into the front office's plans for next offseason. But I think I don't you know, know, though. I don't know. 
I mean, who knows? You're right. You know, he could change his mind. I mean, th- this, these are some shenanigans that we're definitely dealing with if we have to, you know, sign a guy who averaged 20 points yet wasn't getting any, you know, wasn't making any free agent splashes until like a couple weeks before training camp. Then, yeah, we're probably not in the best of shape. Uh, you know, that being said, I I think, you know, uh, yeah, obviously getting to the conference finals should be at least the bare minimum here. And I think, you know, depend I think I think we'll have a similar situation to Dame with Joel and the fact that Joel will wait until after like the initial Sixers initial free agency moves that if he was going to ask out, he'd do it then. But honestly, Joel's not the star that I'm looking at that's most likely to move right now. Can you guess I mean, who I'm thinking? thinking? You're thinking Giannis. I am thinking Giannis, and I'm. But glad. it's just it's just interesting that two of the two of the three like recent MVPs, two big men who are like clearly the leaders of their team, are talking like this. Or I mean, speculated. Obviously, Giannis is talking like this, but that's what makes me speculate about Embiid more. And I don't necessarily think that he's bought into next year because we have not proven that we can get free agency here, even if we do have the money. So, I mean, yeah, you thought Giannis is is more concerning, I guess. Well, let's talk about Giannis for a second. We got the time, so let's talk about Giannis. So let's look at the Bucks situation. They have an aging core. They literally just signed a 35-year-old to a two-year $50 million deal. That That seems like a drastic overpay, as much as I love Brooklyn Lopez, because I do. That's a yep. drastic overpay for a guy that's, you know, top in at age 35. You have Chris Middleton, who did not look like himself when he was, quote unquote, healthy last year. Drew Holiday, as much as we love the former Sixer, he's 33, not getting any younger. And, you know, playing both ends of the court is going to catch up with him eventually. And I suspect it'd probably be on the offensive side of the ball where he sees the d- decline first. And, and the thing about the Bucks is, Jonathan, they don't have the draft assets to really, you know, build for the for the future. And I was actually listening about this with um, with Zach Lowe this morning on my way to work. I was listening to his podcast and he was talking with Ramona Shelburne about this. And they were talking about the different options that the that the Bucks have. Now, I I, I don't think they're they're going to trade him. I don't think. I think they'll. No, I, I don't think so. I, you know, there's just some guys that you can't trade, and you just run the risk of you know them leaving. Durant was that, and you know, Ramona and Zach were saying Durant was that early on in his career. LeBron's that. Giannis is definitely that. So I, I think if I'm looking at it right now, I think you know he's made at least he's made his intentions clear. If he doesn't feel like Milwaukee's trying to win, he will leave. Now. The- well, all right. So the difference, though, right, being like Giannis says that and Milwaukee doesn't freak out. At least it doesn't seem like it. Like they understand the pressure. Like if Embiid said those words, the city of Philly would like burn to the ground. I just think we don't well, give I mean, players different the benefit cities, of the different doubt. Cultures. I mean, yeah, different yeah. cities, different cultures. And I mean, to be fair, we've had had guys leave before. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, um, technically, AI was traded, but AI Drew Drew was traded. But you know, you we lost. We've lost guys before that weren't happening when we've seen it around the league now i i will say this with with the buck let's say Giannis leaves where could you see him going new york i think the knicks would be the obvious case there 
they got the assets. They have the, you know, the, they would send, uh, you know, Julius Randle and whatever else they would need to send picks wise, young players wise to get it done. And they said um, that they have like the largest Greek population or something in the U.S. So I'm that's obviously attractive to him as well. I mean, it's a big city, but I think he doesn't care so much about that. He cares about being in a winning situation. So I, I think the winning situation is going to be the bigger part. And obviously, I think some other teams you got to monitor here is the Heat, because, of course, the Heat, the Lakers. I think some small market teams. I I think he would be a fantastic fit next to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know why, but I knew Chris will love this. Look, look, you could trade. Let's just hear me out. You could trade the draft picks that you need to trade, plus Josh Giddy. And you still have a core of Chet Holgrim, Giannis, Jalen Williams, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. Heck, you can even throw in Jalen Williams. I wouldn't trade. Uh, I wouldn't trade Holmgren because I think that's a nice little fit there between him and Giannis. But I, you know, Giannis I, would cl- quickly be the oldest by far on that team. And that's okay though. That's okay. They have the assets. They could trade for Giannis and still trade for a third star. Yeah. You know what I know too. Like an established third star. Oh yeah, no, they have so they have so many options. And the thing is, like, I think uh you know, the wing Jalen Williams is gonna take a big leap this year. I would not be surprised if he was averaging around twenty points this year. Well, and that would be sh- fun to see. That would be fun to see. But you know, the thing is is about retaining Giannis. Can they retain Giannis? That's the real question. I don't know. But I think you'd wouldn't you also want to prefer to wouldn't you prefer to continue to develop that team as opposed to like fast track it? I mean, they they, they, yeah, they have to make a move at some point. And honestly, I think this is the year that they make the playoffs because we saw Shea in the World Cup. We know that Chet's coming. We know Jalen. Like they have the core to be a uh, playoff. I don't think they're a play in team. I, I'm going to make a bold prediction here and say that they're a playoff team in the West. I, I don't know if that's too bold. Actually, I can kind of support that. Yeah, like and you're I know saying they're, they're skipping. You know, the, we got to make sure when you when you when you tweet this this episode out on Twitter, you got to make sure you tag uh, tag Chris. Chris. And by the way, if if it's not called Twitter, it's called X. What do you call the posts that you make on X now? They can't be called tweets anymore, right? Oh man, now you're getting real. I I do not know what you would call that. That is a uh, Elon Musk. Food. Why? That, that is food for thought. That's how we want to leave the listeners with some food for oh, thought. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, people, comment in the comment section. You know, s- Tell us what they should be called, if they should be called tweets or something else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, on that note, I think, Jonathan, I, I think I broke my brain. You should probably play us out here. Yeah. Uh, short episode tonight. Sh- short and sweet. Gets to the point. Um, let us know what you think about Kelly Oubre. We appreciate all our listeners and continue to read our work over at the com. A few people came back, started writing some more, so got some good content going up there. Um, and we will be back on Sunday. So in, or No, Wednesday. Two Wednesday. Days. So un- yeah. Until then, go Sixers. <laughs>